great to be here at the Yarra Valley Racecourse for the launch of Harness Racing Victoria's Country Cup Circuit, which kicks off on grand final leave for the Kilmore Pacing Cup. This is Gate Speed. I'm joined by Jason Bonington. Good morning or afternoon to you, Jason. Good morning to you, Gareth. How are you? It's 12.38. We make that mistake on several occasions. <laughs> I blame myself, but it is good afternoon. And Dan Malecki, the voice of harness racing here in this wonderful state, joins us as well. Uh, good afternoon to you, Dan. Look, I think it's simpler to just say hello, <laughs> you know, great day, uh, and then you, you won't get it wrong. But uh, it is a beautiful day, and a great spot to come yeah. to Yarra Valley when the sun's out. Why have you, today. Your, why have you got your coat on, Gareth? It's, got to be, it's about 19 degrees here. For some reason, you're dressed for, uh, for Antarctica. I don't, I don't know what's yeah. going on. Because when I arrived here, Jason, yes. and I got up nice and early, yeah. and I had to pick up Corey Homicide Williams from his Flash Motel <laughs> five-star accommodation, and uh, it was freezing. It was overcast. There was a chance of rain, mm. and uh, I was placed here um, in a beautiful spot to paint the picture for our listeners yep. right next to the mounting yard. And, parade ring, yeah. Yeah, the parade ring. And it was cold, but now it's warmed up, and the sun is shining. And as Dan pointed out, tell me, it's a it's a beautiful track, isn't there, Dan? It, it nearly would have to be the most picturesque track that I've come across in Victoria. Oh, I think we've sort of held, uh, hung our hat on that chase, yeah. haven't we, for quite a while? I think around the kite and uh, the ranges there, from the Gallops perspective, yep. terrific. But it's a dual code uh, venue, and it is—it's quite a magnificent spot. The yep. valley—it's it, cool in winter, but it can get really hot in summer. Hence the valley perspective but what a beautiful look it's uh, presented for you today it can put it on for special people and you fit that category mate <laughs> yeah had, we've had a lot of fun uh, and I love Corey homicide williams coming out here he has 50,000 insta followers how many do you have no, about two that's not bad 200 that's not bad and uh, josh jenkins out here as well and bringing this sport to a wider audience wider audience is great and nick butler was here from channel 10 you'll mm. see that that race there the jules sulky race on Channel 10 tonight, on uh, sports tonight. So I think well, I had been... a chat with him, and yep. uh, look, he was so taken with, with today, getting involved yeah. uh, in the sulky driving smudge, Bromac. Mm. Uh, he, he loved it. If there's anyone that's going to uh, cross code now, I can see it being Nicky. He's had an absolute ball, and I was happy to have a chat with him, which I think is going to go on here for sports yep. tonight. But it made his, it made his day all week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him start driving at the trial shortly. <laughs> It's a wonderful sport to promote, especially if you can have the Jill Sulky race because that's what I think is the biggest asset for this sport when it comes to a marketing tool. You can't do that in the Gallops. You, of course, can't do that in the Greyhounds, but you can take the punter inside what it is like to perform or compete in a, in a, in a real race. So um, well done to all involved. And I love the smiles on their faces. Oh. are just fantastic. Homicide got a few, he's green tracksuit dirty, which he's a little bit upset about. But apart from that, he's still smiling. He still looks fantastic. Yeah, five things that we learn over the weekend when it comes to harness racing. Rappers sustains a run to stake his claim for the Victoria Cup. That's Rappers Delight. He's the star, and it was a big effort. Three wide without cover. Race was probably run to suit in the early part, but blew them away in the end, Dan. Look, it was a fabulous race. The, the, the free-for-alls we've had lately, Chase, we haven't, and Gareth, we haven't had what you would consider to be the standout. We, no. we really haven't had anything shorter than an even-money favourite. But the racing that it has provided, the, the Breeders' Crown free-for-all the, the week before we were born to rock and roll, that's one of the best races that we've had, period, at uh, Tabcourt Park, Melton. Similarly, the other night, they were 0.4 off the track record. They mm. went 151-1, mm. and we were, we were still in winter. Uh, I mean, this augurs so well 
for a bunch of horses we would consider to be maybe just below the Group 1, they are providing so much entertainment and obviously heading towards the Victoria Cup. Rappers Delight's going to make the, the Victoria Cup field. Let's be, let's be honest here. And if he draws the front line, it's got to be a chance. Jason was fired up on Twitter last night, folks. He was fired up saying it's disrespectful that people are disrespecting our open-class paces in this state, Jason. And well, you had some facts to back up your argument. For once. <laughs> uh, look, look, Gareth, I, people will think when I was... Tw- I, I did. I, I let out a few little tweets last night, and people will think I was probably at home and I was halfway through a bottle of Maker's Mark. But I Were wasn't. you? I wasn't. No. I was actually writing articles for the Herald Sun, and I was going through the fact that Rapper's Delight was, as you mentioned, Dan, 0.4 of a second outside the track record in icy conditions. Born to Rock and Roll was exactly the same for the middle trip, 0.4 of a second outside the track record. The young, emerging, open-class paces in Victoria in particular are exceptional. And it, Look, it got me to the point, a broader point, really, about the fact that I think some people think sometimes with harness racing that we're... The analogy I made this morning was that we're, we're selling bad lemonade, but I just don't think enough people are drinking it. It is a magnificent sport, and right now, I think instead of all the focus on the product all the time... Just try and get it out to people. You were talking about Nick Butler. He's had an experience here today, and he'll be following the races following this. And from there, he's a big chance to be converted as a punter, an owner potentially. Yeah. Really, we just need people to engage and understand the sport. I know it can be confusing on a really base level, but if you're watching these horses go around, they'll be competing with each other for the next two or three years, and we're going to have some epic duels. And you don't need a Winx or a Lenny the Shark or a Smoking Up. Sometimes it's better to just have a bunch of exceptional horses without the standout because that's where you get this incredibly competitive racing we've got at the moment. And, and I'd say in all my time calling, but particularly at Tabcorp Park Melton, if I had to nominate the top 10 races for entertainment uh, that we've had at Tabcorp Park, I reckon eight of them have been run there this year. We had the, yep. the Ladyship Cup, now with a spin-off from the, the Hunter Cup and Tiger Tara. Breeders' Crown Night, Breeders' Crown Weekend, collectively that's the best night, the best racing I've ever seen at Tabcall Park. Yep. Now, it was so competitive, there was drama, and there was emotion, uh, and, and those performances last week, they're almost yes. running track records in winter. It's quite extraordinary. Well, the, you, your impact, Dan, with the calls as well lets people know, because in the Queen oh, of the... In the Queen of the Pacific... everyone on the Queen back of the today. Pacific, in the, yeah. the Queen of the Pacific, uh, Dan finished was now that was a race, and it absolutely was, and if you can get that competitive racing, that, that's what harness racing always was, and that's what we need to get back to, okay. and we are back to it right now. And what we need sometimes, we still need our superstars of the sport, the horse that everybody wants to talk about. My example here is in the other code, in Greyhounds, Feral Frankie. Now, it's a superstar. They're following him everywhere. He packed out a Greyhound track in country New South Wales there on the weekend. So I agree with you. The depth wide of our open-class horses is out of this world. You build but them. You build those stars, do. though, don't you? You build them. Talking about stars, we'll build this girl because she is an absolute superstar, Kima Frenning. And she joins us here because Rapper's Delight was the first horse we are taking a look at in uh, the five things we learned. And Kima, good afternoon to you. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Is Rapper's Delight a Group 1 performer? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah. Well, he's won a Group 1. An open a, class? I think so. Well, um, the race he ran on the weekend sort of proves that he, he might be there. Um, yeah. He went through his grades really, really quickly, but I think he's uh, definitely good enough. Okay, and it was a good effort the other day. Lovely drive. You didn't muck around three wide without cover because you probably knew you were on the best horse at that situation or that stage of the race. Yeah, well, I just wanted to take luck out of it and get off the fence early, and then when they'd gone that quick, um, the first two quarters, I just wanted to, um, yeah, take off 
before they sort of got going again. Is the short trip his best go? Because he's run some really big races over short course races. I know that he's got the potential to be competitive at Group 1 level despite whatever distance you go over, but is that, is that short trip racing likely to be the one where he gets his big open class Group 1 potentially? At the moment, I think so, yeah. I think he really thrives off the short distance racing, but uh, uh, he's, run a, he's run in the British Crown Free Fall last week over the 2200 was good, ridiculously good, yeah. good as well. So Stay with us, Kima, because you can talk about point number two now, the, the five things we learn over the weekend. The puppet notches up another milestone as 7,000 winners now in... Well, basically, his own universe, the puppet. First of, first of all, to you, Dan Malecki, you've called some of the greats in both coats, jockeys and drivers. Where does Chris Elford rate? Oh, look, he's got to be right up there because he's, he's you know, I wouldn't even say he's at his twilight yet, you know. He, he's got certainly another 10 years to go. He's in his early 50s, and yet he's never driven better. So it's somebody that we would have to say is at his peak. But the truth is the peak is over... A, three, four, five, six-year period. If you're talking about the paramount of his, the apex of his career, he's at it right now. He's not on the downhill slide, is he? No. The, the most amazing thing about the Chris Elwood story is people will just think who are joining the sport now, he's been, he's been number one for the past 25 years. And in a way, that's true. But he had his lull. He's, he's, he's doing a Roger Federer here, really, yeah. isn't he? He, he, was the, he was the king for so long. Then he had to take his time when others were uh, bigger and better than him, driving more winners. And he's come back, and now he's at the top of the tree again. It's been... And he's magnificent. so hungry. He's still yeah. so hungry. Oh, he won't stop. He, for, you <laughs> know, for group one, six, but it's not just group one races. He wants to win every race yeah. that he goes out, for, so out there should, for. Yeah. And, Kima, what's it like to drive against the champion? I call him the goat of the sport, the man that we call the puppet. What's he like as a competitor when you're racing against him? Well, it's pretty intimidating for, yeah. for a junior driver. You just know that, uh, well, you can't outdrive him, so you're just going to have a better horse than him. Do you get sick of him trying to take the front off you all the time? No, I do, I do the same. Yeah, I, I, I just know. launch him, so no, all good. Um, your country cups too, some of the great ambassadors. Thank you to Nikki Butler there from Channel 10. You can see that story tonight. On, tonight. Wednesday Sports Tonight and tonight on Channel 10. You can watch Harness Racing. Nikki Butler, love your work. Um, Smudge Bromack and also I'm the boss here both horses close to your heart yeah love them both Smudgy I never got to drive him but he was just a little uh, stable mascot and uh, just went around every week and, and kept uh, going really well I'm, I'm the boss it's I don't know where to start about it. Well, it really propelled you, didn't yeah. it, no, the boss? Yeah, he really did. I mean, he, my first group winners, my first country cup winners, and he just, uh, I've never, ever driven a horse that tries harder than him. Wonderful story there. David Aiken turning around another horse after going to his stable and turning him into a star. 91 starts, 19 wins, $238,000 in prize money from the boss. He won a Kilmore Cup, Shepherd and Cup, Mildura Cup and Cobram Cup, some of the biggest country cups there. On the boss took out. Hey, Kima, any winners today for us? I think um, Title Search is a chance. Okay. And hey, Homicide Williams, uh, he wants a tip, so can you tell him? Yeah, okay, I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll find him. So what race? <laughs> you can't miss him. Um, what race is that in? <laughs> Later on. Uh, race six, number three, Title Search. There we go, brother. Race six, number three, Title Search. Our American fa friends will be on that. Uh, can you um, salute? 
if you win that race for us. Okay. All right, then. Only for you guys. But, but, but if the there's a hundred dollar fine yeah, that Gareth comes off it, Gareth has to pay it. Yeah. That's the deal. Harness racing, Victoria Stewart. You're kidding yourself if you're finding <laughs> us today as we promote the sport. It'll be salute after the race, and I will strike if you find Kima Frenning. Hey, Kima, love your work. You're a superstar. Thank you very much. Keep up much. that wonderful work. There's Kima Frenning. Cranman's not far away. We've still got three points to go on Gates. Like I did that to William Pike when he defeated yeah, his that. own record for the Australian um, wins as a jockey. I said to Pike, you salute for everyone listening on Sky Racing and the, the radio station I was working on there back in Perth, and he saluted and pumped the fist, Pikey, and guess what? He didn't get fined because that's what the game needs. We need oh, to entertain. Absolutely. Gareth Hall has just actually taken credit for the salute of William Pike. Breaking I did. It is, this is incredible stuff on RSN Centre. Hey, big point number three. Monarch rightly assumes crown in Group Three. That's tough, Monarch, and it's a and it's a tough horse. A very good trotter for Ricky Elch and Dan. Oh, very tough. It, I mentioned the other night. Lives up to the the prefix to its name, tough, yeah. and always has been. Yeah. Dominated that race the other night, and. Um, if you'd backed it, like you never like to be, I don't know if you're ever that comfortable if you've backed a horse to sit without cover, mm. but it's, it's some people, and I, I'd like to include myself being able to identify when a horse is traveling well, it was never going to get beaten. It was a perfect example of a horse that sat without cover that controlled the race, yeah. and it was just simply too good for them. Okay, what about the performance? Oh, of that well, look, I honestly thought when the when the fields uh, originally came out, even though it was a handicap standing start and he was off the ten metres, I thought he'd be at a dollar ninety. And he was very heavily supported, tough monarch. But he's the source that Ricky Elchin has known is a Group One horse all the way through. And sometimes, particularly for trotters like Ruckman and AFL, it takes time. Dan, sometimes people get a bit disappointed. They expect a horse like Tough Monarch to come around and win a Group One straight away. He's been super competitive during this transitional period of getting hard into that racing. His big Group 1 wins are just around the corner, and you know how much I love him. Okay, and then point number five, HRV on the hunt for a new CEO. What kind of person does the industry need? We had David Martin on our show there. Was it last Thursday? And I thought it was great to catch up with David Martin. We asked him some tough questions, and I thought he handled himself well. Um, But we need a new CEO now. Who do we need, Dan? And what kind of person do we need? Well, look, I would like to think we need someone that's got a really good connection with harness racing and a, and, a, and a passion. I think the industry participants and the people involved with harness racing uh, can associate to someone that has, uh, whether it be a vested interest, but definitely a passion for their work, their craft and the industry. And I think we always draw on, and this might be unfair, mm-hmm. but I'm coming from someone passionate about my field, yes. which encompasses the racing codes yep. and race calling, but someone that is prepared and wanting to work beyond the hours of seven to five of what they get paid for because the passionate people, they put in afterwards. They put in the hard yards and there is no time zone to the work that they put in and I think that is what the participants, the industry personnel, they want and what they need. Jason? Although they live and breathe, the participants live and breathe it, the fans, the diehard fans live and breathe it and if you don't live and breathe it to the same level, it's always going to fall slightly short, isn't it? So I reckon you need nearly two people. So the CEO is important, but you almost need a presidential, vice presidential ticket. One person who's really looking after the fiscal responsibility, making sure that we're not we're not sort of drowning, that we're keeping our head above water, and a revolutionary, mm. someone who's willing to take some yep. really big risks and who knows the racing game well enough to take calculated risks. And it's a tough gig to have. Harness racing has its challenges, uh, but you need someone with passion to think outside the square that can do the job with a little bit of 
of, I guess, passion, but a smart business people, and that's what you need. Andrew English is one of those. He's the marketing manager of Harness Race in Victoria. Andrew, good afternoon to you. Thanks for having us out here. It's been uh, a lot of fun. No, Gareth, we, we're wrapped. I mean, we're, we're, we're just talking about the passion in our sport, and we've been so blessed to have uh, the likes of Dan Maliki and Jason Bonington, these great names in the sport. But now with the great Gareth Hall on board, <laughs> I, I tell you, that. no, we're very excited. We really yep. are, and this has been a, a, another example of the great partnership that we have with RSN and with the industry. And uh, to have everyone out here today, uh, the beautiful day in the Yarra Valley, and uh, to launch our campaign in this sort of uh, style is fantastic. And we really want to take the sport to the next level, and that's what we have to do. Pat on the back to Andrew English, because I rang him this morning, and I said, Andrew, I don't know what's happening with Josh Jenkins with Gastro. Channel 10 are coming out. It's great publicity for the sport. And I said, I can get Homicide Williams. He said, just get him along with the cameraman. And that will do wonders for our sport today. And you heard him on the radio station. So um, that's the kind of people that we want, don't we, really, that you can go, all right, then they can see... They can see the vision and you can see the impact that a story like that on free-to-wear TV will have on our sport. We're, in a, we're at a great pub here, but sometimes you've got to go down the road to some of the uh, high-level nightclubs and grab some people to come to your pub to try and get more people involved, yep. don't you? That's exactly what we're trying to do here today. And Homer, I don't know if he got it, was just getting home on a Monday morning. <laughs> um, but he was superb. Country yeah. Cups are so exciting. We mentioned this at the, the, the top of the show. And well done to Yarra Valley. Of course, their Cup Day is on Melbourne Cup Day. This, this club's got such a wonderful tradition, but so do a lot of our country clubs. I'm a boy from Mildura growing up. That's why I fell in love with harness racing, that Mildura Cup Carnival. We look forward to it each and every year when we didn't get to see some of the big guns of the sport until Cup Week. And those particular events for mine, Andrew, are the heart and soul of sometimes not just... Um, harness racing, but local communities. Absolutely. It, it's so important. I was up at Mildura Cup Week this uh, this year, and uh, I've got to say that the entire town comes to life, and, and that's the truth for every, every cup that we have, and it is the lifeblood of some of those communities, and, uh, you know, we, we really need uh, we need this sort of promotion to help us really get people involved in, in, back and, in the sport. And you're far more likely to get a champion horse through the thoroughbred code at a country track, we're in the gallops, you know, there's not those options no. for them. But the very best paces and trotters that we have, you can get to see at Bendigo or Mildura or Cobram or Shepparton or wherever they might be. Yeah, so, uh, like, even well done to say my hometown of Birchip, the job that they've done How with their How many hometowns do you have again? You've got I was born in Birchip so and then far. moved to Mildura. Ballarat as well. Hey, we've run out of time. It's ticked over to 1 o'clock. Benella's not far away. Demalecki, thank you for coming in and Pleasure. good calling today. What's your best bet? I'd say I like Sabomba race two. Yep. I think it's number three. Jason, have you done the form? No, I haven't. Okay. Hey. Keep, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate what you're doing. Take uh, the coat off. Andrew English, <laughs> thanks for having us. Good on you, Gary. Hopefully we can do more live broadcasts like this, but we've had a lot of fun here on RSN Central. I've got no doubt. Thanks again for your support. No problems. Thank you to Homicide Williams. He's been 